Today on the Galaxy Podcast, we will be continuing our series on Outsource to America, specifically the relationship between O2A and Gleaners Community Food Bank. As a reminder, Outsource to America started in Detroit, Michigan, with the goals of job creation, talent development, and training, while also placing an emphasis on community partnerships and revitalization. We're excited that it has since expanded into Hartford, Connecticut, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, St. Louis, Missouri, and is upcoming in Nashville and beyond. Galaxy began its partnership with Gleaners Food Bank in 2009 as part of the Detroit Initiative and participates in what I've come to learn is Giving Tuesday, which is really the Tuesday for after Thanksgiving. So the movement was created as an international day of charitable giving at the beginning of the holiday season to remind you to, to, to give as well as receive. To expand on our partnership, we are joined today by special guest Stacy Avril, VP of Community Giving and Public Relations at Gleaners Community Food Bank, and Galaxy Zone, Ryan Hoyle, Senior Director and O2A Program Executive. So welcome to the show, guys. Thanks. Thank you. Happy to be here. So I'm going to jump right in, and um, Stacy, can you tell us a little bit more? I'd love to hear more about Gleaners, the program, and your impact on Southeast Michigan. Sure. So Gleaners is a food bank in Southeast Michigan. We've been around for now 43 years. Uh, We serve five different counties, uh, Wayne, Macomb, Oakland, Monroe, and Livingston County, um, making sure that households in those counties who are struggling with food insecurity or or hunger um, have access to nutritious meals. So we work with a number of partner agencies in those communities to get the food out to our neighbors in need. Um, Right now, the need in this area is is quite large. Before COVID, it was large, and since COVID, it's gotten even bigger, as you can imagine. Mm -hmm. We are part of a national organization called Feeding America, and Feeding America has projected that food insecurity could increase 5% um, in our area, which is 212,000 additional individuals. Who wow, might. wow, that's incredible. So that takes our area's numbers up to 775,000 people. So that's a lot. It's a lot of people in this area that might not know where their next meal is going to come from, where whether or not they're going to be able to put food on the table for their families. Um, and that's absolutely not something that anyone should have to think about, um, let alone the more than 300,000 kids in our service area who, who are struggling with hunger as well. Look, for our listeners and, and for people who might not know, I just want to explore the term food security or food insecurity. When you're saying that, you know, what do you mean? Sure. So, you know, a lot of times people talk about food insecurity or with hunger. um, And the way that I I think about the two terms, so hunger is something that we all face. Every single one of us faces hunger every day, right? It's a pain in your stomach. It's a feeling that you have um, when you start to get hungry. Well, you can solve hunger every day by putting a meal in your stomach. And we do that for a number of individuals uh, by providing food to them to be able to solve hunger, their issue, immediate issue with hunger. Food Mm -hmm. is bigger than that. Um, Food insecurity is not knowing where you're going to get that meal from, not knowing if you're going to have access to uh, nutritious food to get you through. So food insecurity is the bigger issue of of hunger that households, households face. Mm-hmm. Even just sitting here listening, you talk about it, I'm getting hungry and knowing, <laughs> knowing if I couldn't get that meal, if I couldn't get that meal, how distracted I would be from what I'm doing, right? Like how, 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 how unable to focus I am. So on that note, you know, Ryan, I'm going to skip a little bit here. You know, what's the connection between food security and workforce development programs? 
It's a great question because, I mean, when you're thinking about food insecurity or hunger in general, and you think about the program itself, revitalizing cities through job creation and thinking about the breadwinner or winners of a family being able to sit at a dinner table and have the confidence and the security and the mm -hmm. comfort that goes with knowing they don't just have a job, but they've now been given access to a career and a career pathway. How does a program like that work when there's no food on the table? How does a program like that work when people are sitting there struggling with the decision of, do I pay for my transportation, my car insurance, my childcare, so I can get to that job with Galaxy, mm -hmm. or do I feed my children or feed myself? Um, a number of our new hires are coming in as trainees. Um, these are people who are making a commitment to Galaxy our customers, our program in their cities to say they're going to invest in these new careers. And again, how do you do that when you don't have your basic needs met mm -hmm. in one of the wealthiest countries in the world where every county is covered by a food bank? I simply believe in Galaxy shared this belief for the 10 year relationship we've had with Gleaners that it makes no sense for mm -hmm. individuals to try to deal with that type of stress uh, and everything else that they're facing. Uh, food right. is not in short supply. This is a supply chain issue. It's fixed with donations and money. Um, we're able to support great organizations like Gleaners and Feeding America and their network of food banks. So it's an easy place to start to protect all right, and maximize the investment we're making in these same individuals. Mm -hmm. It makes it, it does make a lot of sense. There, the food's there. We just said we have to deliver. We have to get it there. We have to work on those logistics. And Stacy, you know, flipping this back to you for a second, um, you mentioned a little bit about the the impact COVID had had on this. And what my mind went to is, and I don't know the situation specifically where you're in, is a lot of kids are home now where they might have been in school and getting those meals. So can you talk a little bit about that? Like kind of how has that really face, you know, changed the face of, of what you're doing? Definitely. Um, we we always say there's two words that should go to, 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 together and that's children and hunger. Um, it is something that should never have to be on uh, a burden on children's shoulders. And it, and it is mm -hmm. now uh, more than ever because kids are, are home from school. Um, you're absolutely right. So we often um, talk about the fact that uh, at nights on weekends and during breaks, so summer break and winter break, kids go without meals that they typically rely on in school. Well, for a number of kids in our service area since March, I mean, that's, that's been their reality since March. Um, mm -hmm. So one of the biggest impacts and initial impacts that we saw when, when the pandemic first hit was the closing of schools and those hundreds of thousands of kids um, now access to those meals. So um, we, we immediately stepped up and added additional distributions in our service area near schools, knowing that families were going to start struggling to, to replace those meals that they were typically getting at school. And then that just continued. It continued and summer started early, kind of. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so, you know, the efforts to get kids uh, meals during the summer kind of extended into that. And and now, though kids are back in school, it's a lot of it's virtual. Um, and so 
there's there's still a gap there. And um, one of the great things about our organization and the work that we do and the, the longstanding relationships we've built is that some of that is, or a lot of that is with schools. So we've been mm -hmm. working and with schools, um, helping to kind of fill the gap Schools are providing meals and they're putting together programs. Not only are they trying to educate the kids virtually, but they're also trying to feed them in a, in a virtual way, right? Making sure that families can come pick up food. But we are working with them kind of hand in hand, trying to make sure that where there's gaps and the schools aren't able to provide those meals, we're trying to make sure that we're there as well. Um, and we do that through our school food mobile program, which I'm sure we'll talk more about. Oh, that's good. That's great. I'm glad I asked that question. So um, kind of moving into just overall health, you know, you know, I'm, I'm curious as to what Gleaner's understanding and takeaway is as food from a, a social determinant of health and, and what you've seen in terms of the impact of that. Definitely. Well, kids are not going to grow up um, healthy and thriving if they don't have access to the nutrition that, that their bodies need. So, I mean, that's just a fundamental, fundamental concept. And um, we are, are currently working with and piloting different um, distributions and um, activities to get a better handle on um, how food access and nutritious food items um, uh, impact people's health uh, with healthcare partners and those types of um, of groups. But you know, I mean, it's as simple as in, moving away from kids for for a minute. Although this happens with kids as well, you know, I mean, how effective is a medication going to be if it says take with food and you don't have food? Mm. Um, so you know, it's it's it can be thought of as simple as that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Something that I know that you know we at Galaxy talk about in terms of healthcare. Ryan, you know, you, you touched upon, the, you know, how important food, addressing food insecurity is in relation to the workforce development program, you know, which is one of the reasons, you know, relationships like this are so important to, to Galaxy. Um, let's talk about the importance of removing any unnecessary risk. What are some other, you know, concerns? I mean, food is one thing. What other, uh, you know, issues that might need to be addressed? Well, you know, as part of Outsource to America, kind of the mantra to it is making every city we're in a great place to live, work, and play, right? Mm -hmm. and so yeah. we're, we are controlling the work part. We're going to cities, we're creating jobs, we're providing training, and that pathway for individuals to start their careers. Um, but the individuals that we are working with and that we're empowering are likely facing a number of other issues that aren't always gonna be visible to us. So when you think about the cities we're in, transportation can be a challenge. Um, childcare can be a challenge. And certainly today we're learning just how big of an issue food security is. And when you look at the economics of what um, our team members and the general public are going through, uh, we, we always hear about the discussion around the need to raise minimum wage from seven you know, and a quarter to mm -hmm. something greater. And right now it's talking about 15 an hour. Gleaners taught me about something called the self-sufficiency standard at Michigan, which basically says if you want to be an individual living in Southeast Michigan and not need the support of a Gleaners or other organizations like them, you have to earn, if you have children, between $20 and $30 an hour. 
just wow. to be self-sufficient. So when you look at the economics of what some of our team members are going through, the light bulb goes off that says some of our team members in, in our own halls may not be in positions um, that, that would they deserve to be in or should be in to thrive in these opportunities Galaxy's giving. And so our strategy in that is when we go into a city, we identify partners like Gleaners that are going to be able to link into the mission of Outsource to America that know these communities have been serving there, like Stacy said, for over 40 years, almost 50 years, and be able to partner mm -hmm. with us to provide all the supports and services to make these cities grow, to make these careers grow, to make these businesses grow. So really what I learned from the CEO of Galaxy with respect to social determinants of health, healthy things grow. And what we're mm -hmm. talking about right now through O2A is making cities and the people that live in these cities healthier. And that's our focus. Yep. And this is just one, this is just one element of that. And it's a key element. And it's one that we, we can all address. Like you said, it's kind of like, of course we have the food. We just got it. We got to get it there. And I say this, Trace, not only is it a key element, food security is the right place to start because okay. I don't have the answer to solving transportation. I know our <laughs> governor's fixing the damn roads, but you know, <laughs> the transportation issue, I don't know how to make uh, housing more mm -hmm. affordable for everyone, but food is right there. Think about how much food each one of us typically throws away in a day. And then remember all the people looking for food, right? Mm -hmm. And so again, it's not a matter of supply and demand. There's plenty of food out there to take care of the people that Stacy and Gleaners are taking care of. We got to get it to them and eliminate that stress and eliminate this problem. And it can be done quickly and relatively easily. Um, on that note, Stacey, tell me a little bit about Giving Tuesday. Is this, I, I'm not, I was unfamiliar with this. Um, is this something Gleaner started? Is this a national movement? Where did, where did Giving Tuesday come from? It's a, it's a national movement, um, but we have um, very happily jumped on board and have participated in it for a number of years now. Um, it's a, it's a day of giving. It's a day, you know, in, in, during the holiday season when there's a lot of, especially around Thanksgiving, uh, Black Friday, um, Cyber Monday, um, Shop Local Saturdays, all of that. It's about, um, a lot of times it's purchasing gifts and that kind of stuff. And Giving Tuesday was really started to, to remind people or to give people an opportunity to give back uh, to your community as well. Uh, so how can, how can people get involved? So tell me a little bit about how, how you want people to get involved in this. Program. Yeah, we've, We've got, uh, we will have all sorts of stuff on our, our website and our social media as it relates to Giving Tuesday and um, have a match opportunity as well um, on Giving Tuesday. So um, if uh, donations that are given will be matched. And so, uh, which is wonderful. I mean, we, we are able to stretch uh, our community's dollars pretty far just as it is. Every, every dollar donated is three meals. But when we have match opportunities, um, every dollar is six meals. And that's, I mean, where do you get that kind of deal anywhere? That's awesome. And I want to build uh, on that because we're going to be partnering with Gleaners on this Giving Tuesday and the food banks in each of the O2 host cities um, and with a donation. And also we're going to be setting up with our HR department and your team, of course, uh, a virtual food drive where, so again, when you hear a dollar, uh, $1 equals six meals, we're gonna give our employees that buying power in a virtual shop 
um, that we can log into and go around and personally help families, knowing that every dollar is going to have buying power that goes far beyond what we would have at a Kroger or Meyer on our own. And that food is going to go directly to the families that need it. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Stacy, but if I'm at 97 cents of every dollar Gleaners receives goes to the mission? Just under that, but yes, I mean, there's oh. a majority of every gift definitely goes back to food and food programs. Um, we are, are very proud of that uh, fact and really work, our team works extremely hard to get the most value out of our donors dollars as possible. And you're That's right, awesome. the, virtual, the virtual food drive is a great opportunity for the team to get involved and, and to give back. We actually just launched a new platform this year, so we're really excited about it. Um, logging into that virtual food drive gives you an idea of the types of food that we typically um, provide to our community members on a, on a you know, weekly, monthly basis and, um, and really shows the buying power that we have um, based on the relationships we've built with, you know, retailers, wholesalers, farmers, et cetera. Um, and uh, you, can, you can check that out on the, on the virtual food drive. I think that this is all wonderful. So I think for our listeners, when you're sitting around with your family this Thanksgiving and you're planning your Black Friday or perhaps your Cyber, Cyber Monday purchases, um, put Giving Tuesday in the mix. Make sure you're you're um, giving a consideration to to others who may not have had as as um, as great of a Thanksgiving as you had, and especially in terms of food. Um, and give a little bit on Tuesday. It's a, it, every little bit, as you heard, one dollar is served six meals, so every little bit helps. I appreciate Stacy you joining us today, um, Ryan, Stacy. Any any last thoughts before we we wrap up? I would just say um, first and foremost, thanks. Thanks for having me on here. Thanks for the partnership and the support of Gleaners, um, not only this year, but, but for the past number of years. Uh, we cannot do this alone. Um, hunger is something that we absolutely believe that we can solve and we're getting there and it's building a, a safety net that people can rely on and know is there when they run into trouble. Mm -hmm. Um, but we can't do it alone. And it, it takes uh, collaboration and it takes partnerships. And um, so we very much appreciate you all and your support of Gleaners in that way, uh, because it's getting us one step closer to, to solving the issue. Thank you to Stacy. Thank you to the Gleaner staff. It's uh, just around 100 employees that are doing all this great work. I know they were named the 2019 Feeding America Food Bank of the Year. Feeding America is the largest nonprofit in our country, which again is great, but sad to show just how big this challenge is. And so thank you to the Gleaners team for everything they're doing to make our city a great place to live, work and play. And to our employees, if you're not in Detroit, then please get to know your local food bank. And for our Detroit team members, can't wait till post COVID where we can get back to the warehouse and, and be part of the mission hands-on. Absolutely, great. thanks for both of you um, to join my program. It's been exciting. Again, everybody giving Tuesday, keep it on your calendar. Thanks a lot.